Welcome to Episode 8 of Imago Conversations, a podcast at the edge of faith in the arts. In this episode, our Executive Director John Franklin talks with Betty Spackman, an artist participating in Crossings Toronto. Well, Betty, it's great to have you here to have a conversation and to explore a little bit about your artistry and creativity. We've uh, known one another over a number of years, and I very much appreciate the kinds of things that you do in your artwork. So I want to begin by uh, asking you about your art. Uh, your, your art has varied over the years. You've, you've done a wide variety of things. I wonder if you could just look back a little bit in your career and tell us a little bit about the evolution of your work. Because of the context that we're talking, I can begin by saying I spent 15 years wrestling if, as a Christian, I was even allowed to be an artist. And in the generation that I was in the middle of, and I I didn't grow up in a Christian home or anything, but I became a Christian. And in the community I was with, there was confusion, and there still is in some communities about the visual arts in particular. So, so I was really struggling with this for a long time. Um, 1970, I met Hans Ruckmacher, and first guy to really talk about God and art in the same sentence with some passion and intelligence, and we became friends. And so I have that background, which we don't need to go into now. But I've moved 40 times in my life, but I lived in Toronto through high school and university and then was back there again for a number of reasons. But I started my creative life in theatre, doing street theatre in Toronto in the 70s. And then I co-directed a dance drama group. I don't even know if you knew that. That background was really special and important to me. And anybody that knows me with my fat legs and old hair can't imagine that now. But that was where I began. And then I went from there with fear and trembling into doing some animation studies at Sheridan College in in the Toronto area. For me, it was the next best way to put together the movement that I had experienced in the other form of creativity, um, because drawing, animated drawing was, was kind of like dance, right? And so that was kind of exciting. Anyway, I won a National Film Award in 1987 for a four and a half minute animation that I did. And they gave me money and a year at home box office and a few other things. And that allowed me to actually, for the first time, go to Europe because Rockmarker had invited me long before. He had died in the meantime, but I was in contact with his family. And that connection to Europe became really a big part of my life as a Christian and as an artist. And I ended up collaborating with artists in Europe for a long time and teaching at the Christian Artist Seminar in the Netherlands for about 25 years every summer. After, after the animation, I was invited to actually teach animation at a broadcasting place in the States. And I didn't have a degree, so I couldn't do it. So I decided to go back to university, which I had dropped out of to, to join the theater company. And did my BFA in art and art history and then my MFA at at York University. And that got me into um, installation work and conceptual artwork, which was the thing of the time. I am now a multimedia installation artist and a painter. All those things continue to be part of my practice. 
That was a great tour. Thank you, Betty. Very interesting. And you have, uh, you have moved in a number of different circles. Let's assume that we're speaking to someone who doesn't know anything about your visual art side. They've never seen your work. Can you say something to describe your work? What, what characterizes it? I think, um, first of all, very material-based. I respond to materials, a lot of found objects. I also, as I said, I love to paint and, and draw as well, but I am in the middle of doing a painting and I've got an idea for a film or I'm in the middle of doing a conceptual piece and I want to paint and so on. So all of those things come together in the installation work, which is great. I did my thesis on language, territory, and the body, and those topics still continue to sift through the work that I do now. And my cultural interactions in Europe and other places, I think, have also really fed into how I work and what I do. And in that regard, collaboration, I think, is the other main thing about who I am. I love to collaborate, and I'm always so jealous of my musician friends who can sit down and just jam together, right? And it's not so easy for visual artists to collaborate, but I've done a lot of collaboration work. I've spent 10 years with an Austrian artist back and forth between Toronto and, and Austria. But again, we were doing film and video and object building and so on. So really multimedia. Now, you, you have a large installation work that uh, takes up, uh, well, a theme or two. Uh, I'm thinking of a creature chronicle. Can you give us just a little bit, of, uh, maybe a few examples of what drew you to these themes as you uh, you created, what went through the process of, of making uh, creature chronicle? Oh, I'll step back to the show I did before. Sure. Um, which was the kind of the birthplace of this one. It was called Found Wanting. Uh, it was a multimedia installation about grief and gratitude. And this was a 3,000 square foot installation with animal bones and video and sound and a lot of collaboration in that work. But I had just lost my mother, my dog and my job and was in grief at several levels. And I had a bag of bones and I had just found a studio to work in out here. And I started to work with these bones in that place of grieving. And of course, as I said, I'm really material oriented and you can't hold an animal bone without holding all the issues that are around that thing. You know, yeah. agriculture and, and killing and speciesism and got me into genetic engineering and transgenics and all those things. So that huge show, which I think I could say was my most significant work to date, even including this new one, opened up these areas that I did not see the Christian community addressing. People were still fighting over what color of carpet to put in the sanctuary. And next week you had to decide if you wanted to design a baby or not, and nobody was talking about it. And so I am not an expert in any of these things, but as an artist, I think one of my main jobs is to ask questions, poke questions, shine lights on things that maybe need to be talked about. So a Creature Chronicle, which I started eight years ago and was ready three years ago, but has been postponed because of COVID, ended up being kind of a giant storyboard, which brought me back to my animation times and my storytelling times. And, and I have combined images from faith, art, and science 
that ask the questions of what it is to be human. That is yet to be seen and hopefully it will be seen in the spring. The ideas and the concepts grow out of process and I am not out to prove anything. I'm out to present possibilities for people to query them, right? Yeah. Just to carry on what you're saying here, can you tell us a little bit about the cre- how the creative process works for you? Well, first of all, um, bottom line, because artists would be interested in this. When I was in Europe, we got thousands and thousands of dollars grant money to do the work we were doing. But in Canada, it's not so easy. And I have received some some grants on occasion. But when I started the, the big bone, I call it the bone show, I had almost nothing. And I had to pray for the rest of the bolts to build the rest of the object and so on. That process was really important and really good because I would have made things, if I'd had the money, I would have made things that were not as good as the solutions I found by waiting and praying. That is, I think for me, the essential thing in in this conversation that we have with our work, right? It's a two-way conversation. I'm not just telling something. I want to show something that is that is alive, that's alive in me and honest in me. And so if it was a drawing, I might draw a line, the line speaks back to me, so then I can draw the next line. Well, that happens on the scale of a 3,000 square foot installation as well, right? I'm constantly responding. And then that becomes a three-way conversation when I include the Holy Spirit and my prayer life and wait and pray and try to find the, the right solution or the the things not to put there, right? Which is often the hardest decision. Yeah. So process for me is the work. It is the work. Thank you. An artist's work is at some level an expression of their heart and soul. I think it's right to say that your work has a spiritual quality about it. So can you just say a little bit, and you've already alluded to this, Betty, but can you just say a little bit more about how your faith and, and your art are interconnected? I think I uh, start where I am now and say that what I have been learning for 40 years of art making, what's important to me in my work, which is also important to me in my faith, so they're completely knit together, is generosity, humility, and hospitality. It it makes me cry to even say those words. But um, these are not the, the first on the agenda when one's ego is generating work right so to find my way through to those places and I, I love to quote Jean Vanier Jean Vanier spoke about three stages of love and he was talking about it in relation to the work he did with mentally handicapped adults and he said the first stage is when we meet the other the different person the the one that we don't understand um, is distancing and judging that's the first stage of encounter And the second stage, he says, is tolerance and benevolence. And he said, most of the Christian community can get to that place, but that's a place of power still because you're tolerating the other who you think is less than you somehow or wrong. We're all, you know, think we're great because we're tolerating them because they're wrong. But the third place, he uses this great word. He says, the third place is a place of wonderment. He says, this is the place where we stand face to face equal before God in humility, learning from each other. So not divided into camps of aggression to prove who's right and who's wrong, depending on your belief systems. Well, this third stage of love as a person and as an artist are not easy. They're not easy, right? But that is 
my goal in my life and in my art making that I'm not judging, I'm being hospitable, I'm being generous, I'm being humble. I have not met any of those things completely, of course, in my life, but yes, about my, my faith and art connection. Those are my spiritual goals. Those are my goals in my work. Thank you, Betty. That's wonderful. And, and a, a very important reminder for us, particularly these days where there's so much polarization yeah. and, and um, division. Uh, yeah. we, really, we really need to hear that. You're one of the 16 artists in the Crossings exhibition. I want to just ask you in, in general terms, uh, how do you feel about having your work included in this exhibition? What excites you about the opportunity? I mean, it is an exhibit that takes up this central story of, uh, of the passion narrative of Jesus. I want to say it's, it's not only a, a deeply religious story, but it's a deeply human story. So you're involved in that. So give us some thoughts as to what that well, means to you or what you feel about that. Well, I'm very honored, first of all, to be included. This is quite special and wonderful for me. I've lost my studio. I have no studio now. I don't know if I will again. Who knows? But we were able to find a way for me to produce something regardless. I'm excited. First of all, I think Toronto is my city. I love the city and I have a lot of people there that I love. So it's kind of special for me because I haven't been able to live there for a long time to be back there with a voice in one corner of this, this project. And I really wrestled with what I was going to do because there's so many issues to confront right now. And the goal of, of, of crossings is to be both dealing with um, issues of, of justice and contemplative issues of the narrative. I go back to an experience I had when I was a very new artist in the 80s, and I went to Documenta in Castle, Germany for the first time, which is kind of a quintessential contemporary art exhibition. And I went with a Dutch friend who's not an artist, and I went to the show the first day. I came back to the hotel. I was absolutely devastated. I thought, there is no way I started my art life late. There is no way I'm going to be able to make art that's strong and powerful for for a city like this, right? And I was really lamenting. And my dear friend with her humble wisdom said, well, Betty, perhaps you don't need more power and strength. Perhaps you need more grace. And that's kind of how I feel about being in this Toronto show. I would love to do something strong and powerful and conquer these issues and bring something wild and sexy to this wonderful city. But I really feel dependent on the, the grace that God can use the simple thing that I have done, which I hope will be just kind of a public love letter. And I had a, another experience in Europe that I relate to this. One of my first Christmases there, I went on a walk in a large convent area. They had stations for Advent and we walked from station to station with a flock of sheep and some shepherds. And I was absolutely thrilled with this um, experience. And so I very much love it because it's also my, my desire now as an, as an artist. I love it that these pieces that people are doing are scattered in the center of the city and that people will walk together to discover them, to discover these, these wonderful artists with their particular songs. Lament right. or rejoicing, whatever they, they've chosen to do. It's not in a gallery. It's not in a church. It's on the street where Jesus walked. So it, it sorry, it moves me. 
it moves me to to be a part of that um, adventure and to still be able to acknowledge that our faith is grounded in the the blood, sweat, and tears of a city. Betty, thank you so much. I'm very, very grateful to you and appreciate you taking the time for this interview. Thanks for listening to Imago Conversations. To learn more about Crossings Toronto, a contemplative arts exhibition now on in Toronto, visit crossingstoronto.com. For more about Imago, visit imago-arts.org. Thank you.